You're listening to the Smash Bros. Cast, episode 31. I'm your host, N64 Josh. On this very, very special episode, we are doing a roundtable with El Scorchy. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up? I'm El Scorchy. Mockrock, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And Nightcrawler, of course. Player two, what's up, buddy? Hey, twice the fun here this week. Yeah, two episodes in one week. This <clears throat> is exciting stuff. So, uh, you know, before we before we like jump into the smash talk, let's get to know let's get to know El Scorchy a little bit. To give us give us the lowdown. Like, tell us about your content, your history with Smash, that kind of stuff. Just just you know, break it down for us. Cool, sure thing. Um, first of all, thank you for inviting me. Uh, this is gonna be fun. Uh, so wait, let's even go back um, just a second. We started debating on Twitter, and then we I was, met through a Twitter <laughs> argument. Yeah, we were arguing, <laughs> and I went. I mean, not it wasn't heated. We we were staying. It yeah. was you know it was. But, but I am a little bit of a loud mouth, but I remember like I think you said something, and I was like awful argument yeah and that's then, like, how you start i was like, like <laughs> oh my gosh i'm not even gonna reply to this guy and then i'm like no you know what let's do it and then i click on his bio and it says uh sm- like smash bros youtuber or the smash bros content creator i was like hey bro we both create smash content you want to you want to collaborate he's like well sure <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm always down for a debate with a little like devil emoji <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here we are. Let's hear. Let's hear about your uh, your content, your videos, and stuff. Yeah, sure. So I'm a b- b- pretty new content creator. I just started making videos about three months ago. Um, I just make a lot of like Smash related content, Smash Ultimate related content. I used to make content before and be involved with the scene, but then like I decided to just like start from scratch, a new persona, everything, boom, and start very like well-branded well-produced kind of content yeah good for you uh so you're interested in any kind of smash ultimate uh video essays gameplay theories debunking leaks or whatever um that kind of stuff um, working on a lot of that live streams here and there um so yeah that's 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 pretty much what i do and and just making videos what's your history with smash like how long have you been playing so my first one was the 64 um, okay. very first smash played a crap load of that played a crap load of melee when it came out i skipped out on the wii actually so i never played brawl too much to be <laughs> like, honest like the only person that uh, didn't own a wii how did how did that happen <laughs> i don't know it, it just it just never appealed to me for some reason <laughs> did your grandparents uh, have it like most people or no. yeah i don't know i, I was more of a that, i don't know i just skipped on it and then uh uh, I, I, would, I would just go play at a friend's house to play the Wii. Or to whatever. go play bowling, then, which was um, the only fun game. Yeah. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't like make you anyway. <laughs> Everyone listening just got a huge nostalgia blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. That that little sound is just like oh my god. Uh, and then um, just playing a lot of Smash Four when that came out. I I skipped on the Wii, but I was like one of the two people on Earth who had a Wii. U. There you go. That a boy. And then uh, played a lot of Smash Four, and then started joining the. Um, when it comes to the competitive scene, um, I really started watching tournaments and all that kind of stuff around 2015, Apex 2015. That's, that was like one of the first tournaments that I watched. Mm, um, okay. If I remember correctly, that one like PPMD won for, for Melee and all that kind of stuff. It was pretty hype. Nice. And then um, from there, just started going to tournaments in 2016 and getting involved with the scene and all that kind of stuff. So it's been pretty fun. Cool. Cool. All right. Mock Rock, how about you, bud? Tell us about your, uh, tell us about your channel and your, your content. 
Yeah, okay. So it's honestly kind of a similar story for me. So I do a lot of sort of video essay, edit-heavy stuff based around Smash. I put one a couple of days ago up about how basically all the transforming characters in Smash I've been very unimpressed with until Ultimate's Pokemon Trainer, which is like the coolest character ever made. Mm. Uh, it's a lot of... Yeah, it's a lot of analysis type stuff. In terms of my actual background in Smash, I was introduced to it in Melee, basically went over, played it at a friend's house, and was immediately in love with the entire thing and (laughs) kind of never stopped. Right. Uh, And I've been fairly heavily involved in the Smash 4 competitive scene, including somewhat organizationally. I do the thumbnails for my locals. I'm sort of one of the go-to commentators. I compete, of course, and usually do, you know, well enough. Top eight's not out of my reach at all. Uh, So... Sort of more or less where I'm coming from. I just basically love everything about Smash, everything about other platform fighters. I often sometimes, you know, put Rivals content or Icons Combat or Raider Rest in Peace content on my channel up. So that's sort of what I'm all about. I just like platform fighters in general and Ultimate haunts my dreams at night. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So one of the things that we do with the Smash Bros cast is it's uh, we like to focus on like tips and things like that for people that are wanting to improve. Crawler and I started this show uh, about. Well, I started about six months ago. He jumped on probably about, I don't know, after six episodes, I think he had he had jumped in with me. And uh, we've just been striving to get better at this game, like to get better at Smash, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've we've had to play Smash Four, and we're having. I mean, my hands get cramps from using my 3ds. Like I'm, I'm playing <laughs> oh, on the GameCube. God. I mean, it's not my only option. I play on the game, or I play with the GameCube controller on the Wii U as well. But like, I will just to work on neutral game. I'm like, I'm on my DS, like so I can like watch TV with the wife and things like that, you know, just so like I'm practicing as much as I can, but what uh, maybe we can start off with you guys giving some, some, some tips or pointers that uh, um, could help other people maybe get involved with locals, get involved in the competitive scene. Like, you know, and I mean, I know a lot of it is just like, you just have to practice. Like there's not like a, there's not like a, like a simple formula, but maybe, maybe some things you do for practice or, you know, some things you did along the way to improve your game. Scorchy, you want to, you want to start with that? Sure. Um, that's a pretty big question, but if I can, you know, first of all, I would recommend that, you know, if you have a Wii U pad, you're probably better off off practicing on the Wii U pad than on the 3DS. (laughs) Uh, if you want to like use it while playing TV or whatever, you can even prop it up and still use the GameCube controllers. Yeah. Um, but also when it comes to gameplay and this is a pretty basic thing, but I always tell it to like people who are trying to like start, they want to play more competitively like they really want to start getting good is that when you really break it down to its more basic elements smash and any other platform game or any any fighting game for that reason it's like just a match of rock paper seasons time rock paper scissors times 100 mm-hmm. so in every situation there's like options that you can do uh, a good example that i like to use is like ledge get ups for example like when you're on the ledge there's like there basically three options you either four options actually you either roll onto the ledge you either attack onto the ledge you jump or you let go and then re-grab, mm-hmm. right? Those are basically your four options. Sure. And I see a lot of people always go for the same one. They always like, oh, I'm always going to roll into the ledge, for example. And it's like in those, any kind of situation like that, you're holding shield, you're grabbing someone, you're grabbing to, you're holding to the ledge, you're trying to recover. In that moment, think of all the four or five options that you might have in that moment and always mix it up. Don't try to always go for the same thing because that's a really bad habit that a lot of people who are newcomers to the game have. So really start thinking about like, okay, what are ways that I can mix up my recovery with my character? Maybe I can side B onto a stage. I can up B into the stage. I can like do all these kind of things and start bringing that into your gameplay and mixing it up. Gotcha. Uh, uh, Mock Rock, how about you? What would you, what would you say? 
Yeah, so I've been thinking about this while Sparky's talking. And there's sort of two big changes that I made throughout my time in Smash 4 that kind of took me from a sort of, you know, rank amateur to someone who I think can confidently say knows what he's doing at this point. So first one, watch what your opponent is doing, not yourself, right? So this is a huge one. So if you notice, for example, that they jump when you down tilt their shield, that can mean that you can get a free up around them. And depending on your character, that can lead to 30, 40, 50% or just straight up kill them. So those are the critical moments that can really, really have a major impact on a match. And the other one is because you do need to be watching your opponent. That means you need to be very uh, consistent with your own movement. So by far the most valuable training time I've ever had, you go into training mode, you don't hit the CPU at all. You just run around the stage. You practice your short hops. You practice your perfect pivots. You practice your trumps. You need to be extremely comfortable just seeing your character in the corner of your eye and being confident that you know where to go. Those are kind of the big changes I made that far more than anything else impacted my play style. I see. Okay. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, So, Scorchy, you got got kind of our first... uh, topic that we're going to cover right we're going to we're going to one of the things we're going to discuss is like what we think dlc is going to be like for uh for smash correct yeah yeah uh i got a couple of ideas basically let's open up the floor i think and uh start talking about smash dlc one thing i think a good question to kind of start it off is uh so i've been seeing like at least with the switch how nintendo's doing dlc and we have two kind of two versions of dlc there's the Zelda Xenoblade kind of way where it's like a season pass and you start getting some updates at first and then you get like a significant update at the end, which is like an expansion, a story expansion. And with spirits mode being a thing, could potentially be something that they try where they do, you know, spirits part two or something like that. Who knows? Okay. You know, assuming the spirits is story mode, which, you know, seems logical so far, but we won't know till we know. Or are we going to get a Splatoon system where we get like, you know, very, you know, weekly, bi-weekly small updates. And then, you know, every three or four months we got, we get like a significant update that might be paid or it might be tied to your Nintendo Switch online. Who knows? And <laughs> Careful. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, they did give out free gear in Splatoon for people who signed up. They to did. Yeah. Nintendo Switch not, online, you're, so. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, uh, Crawler, what do you think, man? Well, I mean, we talked about this probably like two weeks ago, I think. And we we talked specifically about the Splatoon style. And I would be hopeful for that. I mean, say any any way to save money because the the Wii U DLC was, what was it, for everything? I don't even have all the stages, but all the characters I got across both 3DS and Wii U, I think it was like 50 bucks. I mean, it was it was expensive. and I'm hoping that maybe they learn something from Splatoon, see the success that they had, see the amount of people that continued to play and support that game for so long um, by giving the the free four weapons every two months or so and the the remastered. I think most of those stages were weren't even new stages. I think they were all remasters from from Splatoon One, which I didn't play, so they were all new to me. Um, but if if we can get drip content like that that's a new stage occasionally or a new two two character or new like for me i think the biggest thing by the end of this roster every single character could have an echo and that's not anything that we would maybe necessarily need to pay for it's just it's it's a slight change to a a palette swap and maybe a, a slight move change and that makes the echo so it it could be that easy 
Mock Rock, how about you, bud? Yeah, I like that point about the Echoes because they really open up the lines for DLC so much, right? Like, I think it may be a little optimistic to expect free Echoes. After all, they are still technically new characters. And if you look at the reaction of someone like Krom or Dark Samus or, you know, these guys were not reacted to like they were Echo Fighters. They're reacted to like, oh, my God, this is a new character. Right. But what I would expect to see is it would be awesome if maybe they're way cheaper. Right. So a new batch of DLC gets announced and you have like, you know, your regular four ninety nine, five ninety nine characters. And then maybe there's like a pack of four echoes for five ninety nine and announced at the same time, something along those lines, because I think Smash Ultimate seems kind of like they're in it for the long haul. Right. It seems like Sakurai and his team are setting this definitive Smash game for a very, very long time. So I'm expecting to see a lot of DLC which generally would imply drip fed content and having these kind of echoes just sprinkle out throughout the entire thing would be a really cool way to stretch it out right if you have a longer release window between fully fleshed out new characters put some echoes in there no one's going to complain about it i want as many echoes as you can possibly stuff in ultimate please just give me all of that oh yeah waluigi could be a peach echo no problem i mean same bayonetta bayonetta she's a family friendly show well peach peach already has the uh the the tennis racket and the golf club that needs to be waluigi's move. no 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 but bayonetta has to dance moves that's what i'm saying i heard the the dance moves going on right now uh, exactly yeah that would work let's dance boys (laughs) (laughs) oh man so i'm 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 thinking that by the time Smash Ultimate's done, I, I think it's going to have a hundred plus character. Uh, that wouldn't shock me. Roster, and I was saying, oh, sorry, keep going. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see like since since everybody seems to be playing pretty nice with Nintendo now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Konami DLC pack, a Capcom DLC pack, a Ubisoft DLC pack. Maybe Rare. even an Xbox deal, like a you know Microsoft Rare DLC Xbox, pack. Yeah. Get get Minecraft Steve and Master Chief and maybe Joanna Dark and Banjo and Kazooie and that kind of you know the stuff that people have been kind of wanting. But I, I think mean, those will be a premium okay. price. You know what I mean? I think it'll be. I think it'll work as a. Uh, it'll work as marketing for those other companies for their for their brands. Um, while at the same time, like making smash one of the like crazy it already is like so crazy and so diverse with characters that to see uh to see so many more would just it would be unreal but i mean i don't know that we i i kind of am am with you guys too i think we will see some some drip fed content maybe maybe it won't be characters but maybe costumes maybe maybe maps you know yes that kind of why is this not a thing already yeah there could be and I mean, look, if Nintendo's looking at Fortnite, not that I'm not that I want to see them go with that, that model necessarily, but I mean, they literally make millions off of skins. Yeah. Right. It is the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, I made the mistake of making a video on my channel, comparing smash and Fortnite. You know, you bring it up (laughs) and saying like, these are things that Fortnite is doing really well that smash could learn from. Of course, the dislike bar on that video is like crazy, but, um, (laughs) but like some of my points were that it's like, you could literally just have like cosmetic updates that are not connected to the Mii's because the Mii customs were ugly as heck. Like, honestly, like no one liked that. Um, so bringing that into like, you know, DLC packs for existing characters, one of the many things, and I was, I was going to say, I really want cosmetic updates or go beyond me costumes. One thing that I really, really, really would love is a N64 pack 
So all the 12 veterans, the original 12, yes. get their oh, N64 oh, yeah. look. Yes, and dude. the sound effects too, like the boing, like Japanese. And we, and we know they can do that because of, of Mario Odyssey. Exactly, just like that. That would be, honestly, I, here Nintendo, here's my 10 bucks. Give me that. <laughs> yeah, well, and didn't they, didn't they say the, the original stages from 64 are going to be a little blocky? Exactly. So yeah. imagine if you keep that aesthetic and also have the 12 original characters with their N64 skins. That would be pretty cool. I love it. Don't like you're. I feel like you're messing with my heart. So you know, be, be careful. <laughs> well, well, the biggest the biggest thing about DLC, we talked about this when we were when we were talking about it uh, a couple episodes ago. But the fact that you bought Josh, you bought Ryu and Bayo, mm-hmm. and that locks you out from being able to just go purchase everybody. Yep. Now, right? So you have to pay more money if you want to have the full roster in Smash Four because you made the mistake in Nintendo's eyes of, of purchasing just a one-off character. And I wouldn't be opposed to spending the $50 that I spent in, in smash four. If it got me the season pass, like when I bought the Xenoblade season pass, they didn't really tell us anything about it. And that ended up being a terrific value for what it is because you got Torna at the end of it. But you knew that there was you were building towards something, but they didn't tell you what it was specifically. And you got these small little drip drip fed stuff in in like in-game items for for DLC for Xenoblade for that time. But then it ended up paying off very, very big at the end with with what you got. So if if I can give them, throw them my 50, 60 extra bucks at the very beginning, and it guarantees kind of like paladins or uh, some of those other hero shooter or or even like arena valor those games where you're buying like the heroes you just you pay that upfront cost and you're guaranteed to get them for the rest of the time i'd be okay with that i just don't want to get nickel and dimed yeah i feel like unfortunately i feel like smash 4 was like the final attempt for the wii u to appease investors and they pushed the dlc price as far as they could without the uh community absolutely rioting like I was glad they did the a la carte because I'm like, this is, this is kind of ridiculous. Like you're, I don't, I don't know what the total cost ended up being. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I think think it's crazy high. If you get the me, the me costumes and everything. Yeah. I want to say why you don't do that. It was also super expensive for Mario Kart eight. I remember the DLC for Mario Kart eight was ridiculous. on Wii U. that's why I waited until the switch version to actually get like everything. I I Um, mean, I want to say Mario Kart eight was like, I think it was like 1999 and you got, yeah. you know, I think it two was- characters and uh, four tracks. And then you had to do it again with a second DLC pack. So you were spending like 40 bucks. Yeah, I extra and it may have been, I, I remember buying it up front and save $10 on it is all I, is all I remember. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like pre-order bonus. Like the, well, yeah. Like well, you just bought the season pass or whatever. Yeah. Going back to that, like, I personally think, you know, and I wonder if this is happening because I also am seeing in the chat right now a lot of people talking about echoes. Are echoes worth it? Like, why would you want to pay for an echo? Like, I don't get it. But what if, like, you know, maybe they go into a thing because for, for Wii U, there was really no way to monetize like an active fan base on Wii U, right? Like, yes, your game is getting people coming back, but how do you monetize that for them, right? Now you have Nintendo Switch Online and you've got us paying to play online. And a lot of people, you know, for Splatoon is different because everyone who plays Splatoon will get Nintendo Switch Online. Like, they will. Or, or else you can't play the game. Right. Um, uh, for Smash, it might not be the same story in the sense like not everyone who plays Smash will get Nintendo Switch online, right? It's specifically talking about the casuals. But maybe you reward the people who do 
And then, you know, if you have Nintendo Switch Online and you're getting monetized because you're getting back into, um, you know, getting back, you're an active user and you're paying every month or paying every year, maybe you get either discounted DLC or DLC for free just because you are, you know, part of the Nintendo Switch Online. So you you bring up a good point about Switch Online. And I hadn't thought about this until just right now. But uh, any of you get like way back when Xbox Live started, I think how I started was in Halo 2. I had a three month free subscription to Xbox Live. They've they definitely toned it down. I think it's down to like two days or seven a week now, days. Like maybe. if you get it. But do you do you think we'll see maybe something in 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 the box if you're getting a physical thing with with Ultimate to get like mm. a one month free of of Nintendo Switch Online? It there's some possibility of it. Like this is really their flagship game of the year, right? This is what they're really trying to use to convince everyone, hey. The Switch is worth it if you haven't bought one already, and it's the game they're trying to use to tell people, hey, online is worth it if you haven't gotten it already, because you want to be able to play Smash online. So there's potential, but it just seems a little un-Nintendo-like, right? Like, Nintendo really doesn't tend to push their online service anywhere near the same degree that other systems do, and they kind of tend to keep it very segregated, and they're kind of known as the family-friendly ones, so they've always been a little bit, I feel, anxious to push children to buy too much extra stuff that's kind of where i think their minds are coming from so it's possible but out of the three major consoles i would consider nintendo the least likely to do something like that yeah at the same time i think that this smash is going to have a long dlc lifespan in the sense like oh, look yeah. at splatoon is still getting dlc and it's been like almost two years at this point right they're catching i think they're committed there. through another couple months at least of that as well yeah, exactly. Like we're and this is supposed to be the ultimate Smash game, right? Like whatever comes after in the next generation is probably going to dial back quite a bit. And like, kind well, of Zach, Zachary back. even admitted that. I think yeah. in his last his last uh, interview, he said it's going to be very hard to nail down the 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 licensing that they've worked out for this game, and just the fact that everything is in this game. It's yeah. it's going to be impossible, kind of, to try to get back to that level. Yeah, so this one will get probably like I wouldn't be surprised like up to twenty DLC characters, even more with Echoes being a thing. Like it'll be crazy. Well, and yeah. the amount of content this game has is so different than everything else that's been launching over the past you know no. little while. Like you know, we've all seen. I think there's like a meme that went out that was like it shows like what games used to be, and it was like a hamburger with everything on it, right? And then it <laughs> says what games are now, and you have to buy the, you get the, you maybe get the meat, but you have to buy the bun separately, the lettuce separately, all that kind of stuff. And like, here comes Nintendo with, with Ultimate that's like the most insane roster ever in a fighting game. Like, just most absolutely. stages ever. Yeah. 20, over over like, 300 variations of the stages. 28 hours of music, you know? And it's not like this music is just something that's being thrown together. Like, you listen to, we listen to each song each week, and it's like, there is a full, like, amazing band, you know, or orchestra mm-hmm. or whatever behind these things. Just like, th- this, this is like a high-level production. And... Not to mention, I get to turn my Switch into the best MP3 player ever. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> and, and awkward. <laughs> awkward. Yeah. But they're going to they're gonna sell a Smash Bros. fanny pack that I'm going to have to buy because it says Smash Bros. <laughs> on it. And it'll fit my Switch and have a little little spot for the headphones to plug in. Hopefully it's vented well, though, because you don't want that thing overheating. Be careful. <laughs> it will. <laughs> so, but I mean, here is this, this game is a complete package. They wouldn't even need any DLC, but like 
this game's probably going to be the top selling game on the switch. That's my, that's my guess. And your top selling game, like Nintendo had the top selling game on the Wii was Mario Kart, 30 million copies. And they did not have the ability to do DLC for that. You know how much money was left on the table? Like, I don't, I don't think you can't Wii Sports. (laughs) I don't don't like this whole pack of games being counted as the top selling of all time thing. No, 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 get that out of here. It was, I mean, yeah, sorry, 80 million Wii Sports, but you know, still there was, there was no way to do DLC. Now they said they want games as a service. So DLC is going to be a thing for this game. And I think it's going to be welcomed because all it's going to do is give people more, more options, even though we don't need them, right? Like, is there, is there really somebody that you really need added to this game? No, but at this point, like, just, let's just keep the party going. Right. What, what, what is my mind a little bit in the sense of like how badly they're going to get like nickel and dime and like squeezed for profit is that it's releasing at the same time as a Pokemon game. (laughs) So I know that they're going to be getting a Pokemon game too. So it's not going to be like, you know, Pokemon Pokemon Let's Go is going to be way bigger than Smash Ultimate at the end of the day. That's just the nature of the beast. But yeah. that kind of eases my mind in the sense like Nintendo is not loading all, all their bullets into this game. You know what I mean? Right, right, so right, right. It's not a make it or break it kind of thing. So, Okay, speaking of Pokemon for just a sec. So I have not played the newest generation game, but I'm going to say Decidueye is the coolest one they've come up with in a long time. <laughs> When did the talk switch from him being the rep to Incineroar? Because at some point oh. there was a switch, and I don't get it because Decidueye is like a thousand times more interesting to me. I love that, like the bird archer thing. Yeah. I want that. Like, I believe I want more it's because characters I want flying, all that stuff. I believe it's because Ash has an Incineroar on the anime. Is that how it works? Um, okay, I think that's wow. why. So well, yeah. So this. Even though- this yeah. this archer bird could be an echo to one of the champions in Breath <laughs> oh, of the Wild, God, right? I mean, <laughs> that's the other thing too, as far as DLC. Like, do you, I I can't imagine the champions from Breath of the Wild not making their way over into into we Smash. We don't need two falcos. Like, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the internet loved that like that fish prince or whatever he was, right? Like, he he was so beloved. Like everybody'd be buying that guy. Yeah, and you can't even say that it doesn't do anything in the games because Sheik never does anything either. And yeah, I mean, look at her. She's been a consistent top tier in like multiple games. It's like, okay, put Sidon in, make him a top tier. No one's going to complain about it. Do it. Yeah, I got no (laughs) argument against that. (laughs) Oh, man. So, uh, you know, it's really going to be interesting. And because the, the nature of the internet with DLC and microtransactions and that kind of thing, I really hope Nintendo... I, I I want to see more content for this game. I want them to really make uh, just good, cho- like consumer first choices on this one that like, mm-hmm. you know, the internet's going to be mad no matter what. Like they're, you know, if as soon as they mention DLC, there's going to be people that said, well, they just included in the original game. Like you don't have enough already. Like you'd think at this point, like, is there not enough in this game that you can't be okay with them doing DLC after the fact? I mean, it seems it seems crazy. It's, and you got to wonder about the price of this game as far as like getting all that licensing and all that kind of stuff. Like it's it's got to be insane. The development costs yeah. for this game have got to be pr- pretty insane. Now, you know, because they did use the Wii U engine, that kind of stuff, I'm sure that that helped cut some of the costs. But um, 
I mean, it's just a port, right? That's that's all. Yeah, the naysayers are nowhere to be found. Yeah, we're still on this. <laughs> I remember how everyone was like, "Oh, it's just a port. It's just a port." Then we had the August eighth direct, and like no one said anything. Ever again. <laughs> yeah, and as soon as, as, soon as you play it, you realize it's not a port. No. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, definitely. But no, but to your point, yeah, like I do hope that you know. I think DLC, good DLC, that it's meaningful and it's worth. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. Like I want good DLC for a game that I love. Of course, why not? I don't want the game to be abandoned. Um, it's just like like you said. I hope that it's consumer friendly and they're not like charging you for silly stuff. You know, like you know, pay two dollars to start an online tournament with the online tournament system it's like no (laughs) no bad nintendo bad bad (laughs) pay three (laughs) dollars to get the back air for your main (laughs) yeah well i mean mean, three dollars for sakurai's project he hates that kind of culture like the reason that smash dlc has been so fair at this point is entirely because of how positively sakurai views the gaming industry right the reason that Smash yeah, exactly. 4 DLC ended when it did and why he was hesitant to put it in the first place is because he was afraid of feeling like he was exploiting fans. Now, for the record, exploit me all you want. Give me my DLC. But yeah. as long as that guy is at the helm and Nintendo in general is fairly good with their consumer practices, but especially when Sakurai's in charge, I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm just not. He's been so good to his audience so far. Yeah. And and to uh, I'm just seeing Mr. Cool Red Luigi in chat. Uh, to his point, yeah, like what I feel like what really they need to keep tracks on is like, you know, in for Smash 4, they did the DLC and then they abandoned the game because they started mm-hmm. working on Ultimate. Now we know that. Uh, but they kind of dropped Bayonetta and it's like, yeah, so long, bye. And we were all like, hey, this needs balancing, <laughs> my dude. Yeah. And, and then they listened and nerfed her into the ground and she's still ridiculous. Yeah, So exactly. one more pass would have been very so, much Because of like, I think Ultimate is going to have a super long lifespan. Hopefully it's not like well, and we've seen and we've talked about this on our show, but like, look at how fast Nintendo moved with aces when when um, Bowser Jr. Bowser Jr. was Bowser so, Jr. so OP, right? Like it was like t- two weeks or less. They had they had something out and then they had another one out shortly after that. Like they they immediately took action. And I th- I th- I think we're going to find real quick what the you know the tier list the meta all that stuff for Smash Ultimate is and I think it's going to be it's going to be watched pretty closely. The yeah. thing is it's like it's it's really finding that balance of like hey this character is really cool they're also really cool to watch it's also like you know playing as the inklings we talked about it with Vicky Kitty and she's like they're going to be like they're going to be a character that it's going to take they're going to have a pretty high skill ceiling to get good with that, with that character. Hopefully it's not like one of those things. It's like people finally start getting good and then boom, they have to nerf it because people got, got too good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like I say, the question is, do we get update one before Genesis drops? And that messes with how everyone's going to play it. <laughs> uh, Nintendo I think, does what Nintendo yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> there's three weeks there, I mean, so they might. To be honest, there's nothing wrong with a character being top tier. Like you see games like Melee where Fox is definitely the best character in the game, but it's not a Bayonetta situation. It's not like the whole top eight at every tournament. It's like all Fox. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but I, then you have, you, know, you have Hungry Box and and Armada that come in playing different characters than that. So yeah, and you have you know Mewtwo King still kind of minces it up a bit. You have really good up and coming um, uh, Captain Falco players. You have Zane with Marth. 
you know like it's it's still there's nothing wrong with a character being top tier like there's nothing sure, wrong but- with bayonetta being top tier but when she was like overpowered and over like you know the meta was just all around can my character beat bayonetta or not then it's that's when it's not great so realistically speaking though yes there usually is going to be a character that is the best or at least is perceived as the best so is played enough to cement people's opinion that she's the best but your goal should always be to try and avoid that being the case right so there was a period in smash 4 after bayonetta's nerf before people kind of realized, oh, okay, so she's still broken, where people genuinely did not know who the best character in the game was. And as a spectator, it was the best period of Smash 4, hands mm. down. This is the time where, you know, you'd see Zero pull out the random Lucina or Bowser pull, being pulled out by Nairo, and people are talking about a counterpick meta, and then suddenly all these top players are using all these wacky characters because they feel like they have the freedom to do so. And it was an incredible string of tournaments. You saw Sue pulling out ahead with Lucario and doing all this stuff, right? And then things kind of started dying down and people, Cloud and Bayonetta are just kind of objectively the best options to use if you're serious about winning. And that character diversity just plummeted, which was a real shame to see and maybe unavoidable to a certain extent. But every patch brings characters closer and closer together, right? And that should always be the goal and it should be your goal on launch day to have your balancing. So... Some characters are always going to be better than others. You cannot possibly balance a fighting game in a way that everyone is just as strong. But yeah. squish them together as much as you can make it. Yeah, and I, I mean, speaking of character diversity, I thought Big House had a pretty good representation. Oh, I, I, it was an enjoyable tournament to watch this last weekend. Yeah. And yeah, but I at mean, the same time, a lot of Bayonetta mains weren't there. Lima wasn't mm-hmm. there. Um, Captain Sack wasn't playing Bayonetta. Um, it was only mistaken Salem, I think, like notable Bayonetta names. And Salem I mean, got pretty notable Salem names. got destroyed. Did he? Oh, oh, that was a good stat, man. Can someone Photoshop a red B emoji here right now? <laughs> 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 Let's go, Yeti. Let's go. So and Crawler, I think you may be able to, to correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I believe after the invitational that a lot of those, a lot of the pros were actually, um, they were consulted or had like had surveys and things to fill out, to send back to, um, I think Armada put out a video. I don't know. I don't know if they had an official thing from Nintendo, but, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they probably consulted quite a bit with zero. And I was going to say, I thought I remember zero mentioning something, but I, I don't want to, you know, I, take it with a grain of salt. I don't remember, but um, I thought that was the case, which I mean, and we saw, we saw Sakurai with his, with his little, like, like watching Bayonetta and like caught, caught the early plane home to Japan. I don't know if you guys listen to the Nintendo power podcast. Yep. Um, but there was a recent episode with, with Tove and JC, JC from Nintendo Treehouse and Tove, you know, you know, Tove, like the commentator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, JC and they told fast JC like you know like is is the game you know you know we we saw it with the balloon physics and in the demo and all that kind of stuff and some characters still being kind of you know not greatly balanced it's like is that still the case is that something that you guys are looking at and JC was really saying hey every day every two days we get a different build of the game where like everything when it comes to combat has been changed like the, what you're seeing in the demo is not what you're gonna get at the end of the day like oh yeah and we day, yeah, like, we talked about that yeah and he he was even saying like. I don't even know what we're going to get at the end of the day. Like we're still wrapping up development and every two weeks we get something different. 
that might be an interesting question, right? What do you hope we get at the end of the day? Like, what kind of changes compared to what we've seen so far at E3 are we really, really hoping go through before the final release? Because for me, I want hit stun. Like, I want a lot more hit stun than Ultimate currently has. I think combos are really tight, unfairly tight, not particularly excitingly tight. And I really want the ability for just every character to carry everyone else across the stage. I'm not necessarily asking for full melee. Like, can we at least get close? Because as is... I'm not yeah. impressed by the combo system. It's one of my few complaints. Yeah. Let's smokey effect too. I find it a little bit kind of like, yeah. I'm trying to look at the character. <laughs> like, can you yeah. Z- Zero, Zero talked about that and saying that like doubles was going to be almost impossible for casuals to watch and understand because there's going to be so much happening on the screen that you, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine trying to commentate that just because it's going to be, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, especially put it on like a, on a great plateau where that no. stage is just in your face it's going to be nuts you can't even see your characters on great plateau <laughs> right like when that tower's there you're like oh hey where'd i go oh look there's my smoke you know like that's that's pretty much all you see is your smoke it's if you didn't have your smoke you wouldn't know where you were at all you know when i played at pax i watched somebody like just jump off the stage like ju- and she just goes i was like where why are you oh i couldn't see myself i didn't know where i was <laughs> Like she just with Kirby floated to her death, you know, so, <laughs> so, but I mean, like what I'm curious about with, with ultimate is, uh, are we, are we going to, uh, see those combos get improved or is it, is it going to be like, we're just gonna have to find new ones, you know? That's that's what I'm I'm kind of wondering if it isn't like because look I play as Mario right that th- they, we call it in, in the in the chat and everything the thousand year up tilt right because that's <laughs> that's that's all yeah. uh, that's all it is which to me is pretty cheap but when you see Mario do some combos where it's like like the down throw to a you know maybe a just a single up tilt and then something that moves the character that, that, that you're fighting across the screen. Right. So maybe you get an you get an up air in whatever, and it, it, you can keep moving towards the edge. I love watching combos like that, but watching somebody just stuck in the vortex of that up tilt is the, is like, it just feels cheap and it feels broken, but I, I'm, I, I think I agree with you, mock rock. Like I don't want them to sway so far away from that, that there's not combos at all, or at least that are, you know, harder to yeah. get like it's, it's, yeah it's gonna be a give and take yeah. and some characters like you'll have to learn from scratch i think you know i play fox and, and wii u with i'm dual main fox and ness and like fox i'm gonna have to relearn like that's gonna be a completely new character now yeah or play someone else fox yeah he's been done dirty in ultimate <laughs> I inkling inkling I'm, I'm gonna yeah, be yeah, inkling inkling, like, inkling has not like inkling looks cool yeah. And they, yeah. I mean, they feel the inkling feels like Fox speed wise and everything. When I played them, like that's, that's what it felt like. I was like, Oh, this is like a Fox with ink, you know? And so it could be, now look at that smile. Do you guys see that smile on Scorchy's face? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Hey, we're going to, we're going to have to wrap this thing up here. So mock rock, tell us where we can find you all your, all your content, that kind of stuff. Uh, okay, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mockrock, all one word. It's exactly how you think it would be spelled. You're mocking rocks. And you can find me on YouTube at Mockrock. I don't know what the actual URL is, but I think if you type <laughs> Mockrock MN, the first result at this point. So do that. Perfect. Perfect. Scorchy, how about you, bud? 
Uh, you can find me on youtube.com slash lscorchy. You can find me on Twitter at lscorchy. And you can find me on Instagram at l.scorchy. I post a lot of Smash memes. So I don't know, get on that. And uh, yeah, watch my videos and all that kind of stuff, I guess. Awesome. And Crawler, how about you, buddy? Uh, just uh, hit us up in the Discord. Uh, you guys know my regular spots from the regular show. So n64josh.com slash Discord. Come hang out there. Yeah, guys, and you can follow me on Twitter at N64Josh and Instagram. Everything's N64Josh everywhere. So you can even check out N64Josh.com, which is where you can find the show notes for this episode. N64Josh.com slash SBC31. And you will be able to find the links to Mockrock and Scorchy in the notes. So, you know, you easily find them, be able to uh, sub, that kind of stuff. This kind of cool. This video is actually going to go out on all of our channels. So, you know, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. So, guys, this has been a ton of fun. Thank you for taking the time, for getting up early. Really, really do appreciate it. And uh, another one another one in the books. What do we, crawler, quick, what's the countdown, Crawler? Uh, it was 55 <laughs> yesterday, so 54. 54 days, guys. 54 days. So, thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you in the next one. Later. Later, man.